0: Hey, thanks for watching the Rundown with Ramon. I'm Ramon Ray, your host, started five companies, sold three companies, authored five books. Today's Rundown with Ramon, what are we going to talk about? Well, creating value as an entrepreneur. Tips from Seth Godin. Ford is considering repossessing your vehicle remotely. That's gonna be interesting. Pharrell Williams has a new project called the black ambition prize i want to tell you about that and the advantage of having a job before starting your own business tip from my good friend and amazing marketer mark Schaefer. paying for better customer service is there an advantage that we small businesses have over the big brands five ways small businesses can use reddit as a secret weapon do you need to hire a crm consultant my friend Uh, talks about that in this episode of The Rundown with Ramon G. Marks, no outside funding needed to start your business. You can do it on your own. You have permission to fail and why self promotion is so important. So let's jump in to today's episode of The Rundown with Ramon. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, do me a favor. Let me know you're listening. Let me know you enjoy this episode. What could be better about the episode or, that you want to be interviewed on the Rundown with Ramon. You can reach out to me directly on email, Ramon at RamonRay.com, or DM me on Instagram, RamonRay Smart Hustle. Let's begin the Rundown with Ramon. Creating value as an entrepreneur. My friend Seth Godin, many of you know him, been a marketing expert for so many years. He's the father, as it were, of permission marketing. Seth says if you borrowed money or sold shares, you'll need to build something that's worth more than your labor. Here are some key pillars where value lives. Customer traction, permission, distribution, the network effect, smallest viable audience. And as an example of this, let's talk about permission. Permission is the privilege of delivering anticipated personal and relevant messages to the people who want to get them. It's not a legal construct. It's an emotional one who wants to hear from you. So what Seth is saying that in these aspects, distribution and customer traction, the network effect. You've built something, but now you have to add value to it. Is it enough that Facebook is out there as a networking platform? No, it's not enough. How smart are they connecting us together? How smart are they providing the content we might want to see on their platform as LinkedIn is, new, is doing? Seth Godin says the network effect is built into your product or service. Does it work better if I tell my friends and use it with them? Is this actually happening or are you simply hoping for, which of course is the game of the social media networks. The smallest viable audience is an important thing that Seth has talked about for years. The smallest viable audience is the building block for all of this. Have you figured out precisely who it's for and do they agree? I was talking to a client of mine yesterday in our celebrity CEO community, and she was saying she's a travel agent and she's serving everyone in her travel agency business. Now I get it. As a travel agent, you want to serve anybody that has some money, but think about this, who would you rather serve? Would you rather serve the person that can pay you $25,000 for a high-end premium vacation or excursion? Or would you wanna nickel and dime with the person that only has $2,500 and they're calling you every hour, calling you every second, they're unsatisfied, not satisfied, they're a pain to work with. Who would you rather work with? So that's the aspect of serving that customer and being focused, laser focused on that customer. And for us small businesses, that customer who really values us and pays a premium for. I'd love to know what you think about this, the aspect of creating value as an entrepreneur. What do you think about it? Let me know and give a comment wherever you're seeing this, the rundown with Ramon. Ford files a patent to remotely repossess vehicles. I first saw this on entrepreneur and other people have reported about it. And the article starts out by saying, imagine being a couple of weeks late on your car payments and starting your Mustang or F-150 on a hot day only discover the air conditioning isn't working. So Ford, it seems, has filed a patent that if you're behind on your payments, if you're not paying your lease payments, your loan payments, what have you, they're gonna digitally or virtually repossess your vehicle. That's interesting, interesting, interesting. You go out one day to start your car. Nobody has a boot on your car, locking your tire. The tow truck is not there. Sheriff is not there. Guess what? You just can't roll down your windows. You just can't use the air conditioning. You just can't do this or that. Or maybe even you can't start the car. So that's interesting concept. And I'm sure that some uh, rental car companies have versions of that. Maybe not quite because cars are digital nowadays. So the person who owns the car has access to it. Not even talking about hackers. They can do a lot with your car. So I thought that was very interesting as we go along on the rundown with Ramon. Pharrell Williams is not the first to do this and won't be the last. But kudos to him. He has a new project out that you want to check out called the Black Ambition Project. Prize, and you can check this at Black Ambition prize.com. And this is a program for black and Hispanic innovators to get access to money and not just winning one grant. But my understanding is this is a long-term commitment from the Black Ambition Prize uh, project that Pharrell Pharrell Williams is leading. So I encourage you to check that out. One focuses on HBCUs, Historically Black Colleges and Universities, and the other ones are others who may not attend there, but who could qualify as well. And one thing about this that I believe is the case is that you have to have a team of two or more and have been kind of, he's not looking for that person that has an idea, but he seems to be looking for that business that's already in business as it were, already have some traction and wants to scale and grow. So that's the blackambitionprize.com, blackambitionprize.com. Definitely check that out. My friend Mark Schaefer has an interesting spin The advantage of having a job before starting your own business. Some of you may remember my story. I had a full-time job at the United Nations until I was fired. And I always wanted to leave the United Nations job. And many of you may be having full-time businesses and wanting to leave, but be careful. There's an advantage to having your own business. Uh, Excuse me, there's an advantage to staying in your job before you have your own business. And Mark Schaefer talks about that one. You have a financial buffer before going out on your own and having no income coming in, no stable income coming in. It may take a while before you get traction, before you get your first client or before you get your first several clients. So Mark Schaefer advocates that just having your, 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 your working for the company could be a financial buffer. That's advantageous of you to keep and hold on to for a bit. Mark Schaefer talks about the importance of education. Staying in your job continues to give you education and something, and ideally speaking, if your job is related to what you want to do in your own business, you're continuing to be educated, you're continuing to learn. What about the aspect of building up confidence? When you're working within a company, you continue to get confidence, you continue to do projects, you continue to have team members cheering you, you continue to have a boss that's guiding you and saying, well done, you continue to have client satisfaction, but it's not your company. There's benefits of working for a company. You build that confidence before you leave. Mark Schaefer in his article talks about exposure to professional experiences. I remember while I was at the United Nations, I got to do so many cool things. I was hobnobbing with heads of state. I I was able to get our first internet access. I was able to network our copy machines and other things we were getting and doing. It was interesting. And I was glad to work there and be there to learn. I'm glad I left, glad I got fired but you're getting some great experiences by working at the company you're at. So before you leave, before you rush off to start your own business, be grateful for where you're at and note, what are you learning? What about the network of relevant friends that you have? Being on a job working for a company, you have a built in network of colleagues, of customers, of, uh, managers above you, of those who may be working under you. That can be interesting. And last but not least, Mark Schaefer has this interesting point, emotional intelligence. Working within an existing company, being able to immediately learn from others at the water cooler, at the lunch break, going out to evening dinners, or while you're serving your clients and customers or internal clients and customers, you're building up that emotional intelligence, what they call the IQ, intelligence quotient. You're building that up and learning because once you jump off the, the diving board as it were and start your own business it's a different ball game yes there's networking uh, places that can help you and you have a community you can build and things of this nature but relatively speaking you're on your own you have to make it happen so where you're at be grateful where you're at and what you can learn from that in the time you're there financial buffer, education, confidence, confidence, exposure to professional experiences, network of relevant friends, and emotional intelligence. Those are some advantages you can have by staying in a job you're at before you're ready to leave it. And when you're ready to leave and grow your side hustle, we're here waiting for you and you miss some of you may decide that you want to stay in your side hustle and to have your full-time job and stay in your side hustle so those are insights from my friend mark schaefer you can look him up m-a-r-k-s-c-h-a-e-f-e-r he has an amazing email newsletter this was interesting as reported in the wall street journal more and more large brands are having you pay a premium for better customer service and i was like Hmm. And I get it. They're large brands. You've paid $30,000 for this car, $20,000 for this car, you know, 599 a month for this or $300 for the hotel room. They're saying, you know what? We're doing okay. But if you want even better service, kind of like a premium airline seat, or first class or business class seat on an airline, pay more for it. But here's what's interesting. And I think the opportunity for us small business owners and Seth Godin talks about this quite a bit. We small business owners have an amazing opportunity to serve our clients, to serve our customers like nobody else can do, especially like the bigger brands because they're at scale, they're serving the masses. And yes, you go to a high end company like Ritz Carlton, metaphorically, we use that uh, uh, brand all the time. You're paying quite a bit of money for really premium service, but even then they can only do so much. We small business owners know our clients. The big brands I work with 10, 15, 20 or so a year who hire me to speak at their big events. And by the way, I'd love to work with you. You have an event coming up. You want to get me to come and speak at your event, host your event, keynote at your event. Let me know. Just email me, Ramon at RamonRay.com. But it's interesting that we small businesses have an advantage because we're small, because our ears to the ground, because our feet's on the ground, because we can see each and every customer serve each and every customer, especially now, unless you're e-commerce business that's serving thousands at scale like that automated. But for those of us, me, for example, as a speaker, I know who I'm speaking for. I know who's cutting the check. I know precisely who the client is. So I don't think we have to have people pay for better customer service, why? Because each and every one of our customers is important to us and we know them. Each and every one of them is important to us. So yes, while the bigger companies are having programs to have you pay more to get better customer service, we small businesses can keep doing what we're doing and provide exceptional premium customer service with each and every experience that we have. This was interesting from Business Insider, five ways small business owners can use Reddit as a secret weapon to build niche communities and dig up new trends. I thought this was very interesting. Reddit is a platform I haven't dived into very much at all, but I know it has millions and gazillions of people that are on that Reddit platform, that social platform where there's all kinds of discussions going on. And somebody said Reddit is an engaged platform with thoughtful and curious users that you have a passion that have a passion for specific topics. The article quotes, it's a great place to connect with potential and current customers as the users tend to engage more with posts than they do on other social channels. Now, Reddit takes time to use and leverage, I'm assuming. You have to get in there and be part of the communities. It's not just like Facebook where you boop, do a like. But here's a few ways that you can use Reddit possibly if you want in your business. One, businesses can target niche groups. Two, companies can create their own communities. Three, there's a place for brand storytelling. Four, tap into new trends. And five, it accommodates small marketing budgets. Now you can use Reddit like most social platforms for free. No payment, just jump in, dive in, and be a part of the conversation. But if you want more, premium access, if you want advertising or more things, whatever Reddit may offer, Reddit could be an interesting source for you to consider in your business. It's a social network. We're so focused on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Pinterest and TikTok and other things, but possibly Reddit can be something that's useful for you. And I'm curious, are you using Reddit? As a marketing tool in your business? If you are, reach out to me. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you and see how you're using it. Maybe we'll feature that in an episode of The Rundown with Ramon. You can email me, Ramon at RamonRay.com. Just check me out and let me know how you're using Reddit. My friend Gene Marks talks about and says, Do you really need a CRM consultant? Now, he does help companies with their CRM. But I thought it was interesting two things Gene Marks said. Most times you don't need Someone to help you with your basics of CRM, maybe you're using Zoho, maybe you're using Keep, maybe you're using Nimble, maybe you're using a pipe drive, uh, active campaign, number of CRM solutions or contact management solutions, as it were. And you can set them up yourself. But two things Gene Marks talks about. The first reason to consider hiring a CRM consultant, and this goes to hiring anyone for your business, is to save time. I can build WordPress sites. I can do marketing funnels and automation, but when I hire somebody to do it, I save time. They do it much faster and better than I can. And the second reason G Mark says that you want to consider having somebody else to help you implement CRM is they can minimize problems. You don't have to have any problems with your CRM. If you're hiring somebody to help do it for you. So I thought that was an interesting insight about, do you have to hire a CRM consultant? No, and for that matter, you don't have to hire anybody for your business. You can do well, anybody for the different aspects of your business. You can do a lot of it yourself, but if you wanna save time and grow, and if you wanna minimize the mistakes and have it done right, that's where it's time to consider hiring an expert. No outside funding needed. We get this from zoneofgenius.com, and you can check out zoneofgenius.com for articles like this. But I just wanna remind you, you don't need an investor to help you start or grow your business. You don't need, quote unquote, outside funding to give up equity to your business, to somebody else. And most of our businesses are too small. We shouldn't be giving up equity. Here's a few reasons though, why or how you can do start your business, grow your business with no outside funding. One is bootstrapping. Just save up the money, the 5,000, 10,000, 20,000, 30,000, whatever it is, save that up and use that money. Bartering and trade. Maybe you have no money to design your first website. Maybe you can give coaching to somebody and in return that web designer can design your website. What about crowdfunding? Can you get together 100 people, 50 people, 20 people to each chip in $1,000, $2,000, $5,000 to help you start or grow your business, take it to the next level? What about revenue based financing? If you sold a $10,000, $20,000, $100,000 gig, there are companies that will give you that financing ahead of time because they know that the person who bought it from you is good for it. And personal loans. You don't have to give equity, but you can say, Grandmama, can you loan me some money? So be careful of that because you never want to hurt the people, especially close family members who you're getting your money from. I want to remind you, you have permission to fail. When you think about it, this is another insight from Seth that Google has killed more than 200 products, projects project they started over the past few decades. My friends at Zoho talk about this. They're always in failing forward, trying and experimenting. You have permission to fail. You have permission to fail. Start something, test it, see if it works. And if it doesn't work, stop doing it and do something else. Don't be afraid of failing or of learning from a mistake or learning from something that you just went in to try and see what would happen. Finally, the power of self-promotion. I get this from what I talk about my body of work on personal branding at Celebrity CEO. Definitely check out CelebrityCEO.com. Download the free blueprint and DM me. Let me know that you're watching this on Rundown with Ramon. Self-promotion is so important. So many times we're afraid to self-promote ourselves. I was talking to a client about this recently. But self-promotion is important because nobody's gonna promote you as much or as good as you promote yourself. And remember, people want to work with winners. They want to work with fellow champions. So let them do that and promote what you're doing. Not in a vanity way, look at me, I'm all that in a bag of chips. No, but in a humble way, sharing, I'm speaking at this conference. I'm doing this. Join me here, celebrate with me, and you can do it too. Regularly promote what you're doing. You can look at my post on it on social media, just DM me or email me. I'll share that with you. Self-promotion. It's an art. It's something important that you should do to promote yourself, promote your wins to your customers, to your future customers, and not just to those two people, but to your allies, people who may never buy from you, but can be referral sources for you. I'm Ramon Ray. This is the Rundown with Ramon. I hope you've enjoyed this. I'm gonna recap real quick what we covered today. Go back and listen to it. Creating value, forward repossessing your vehicle remotely, Black Ambition Prize. Check that out from Pharrell, Pharrell Williams. The advantage of having a job even before starting your business, paying for better customer service, the edge that we small businesses can have, five ways small business owners can use Reddit. Do you really need a CRM? No outside funding needed to start your business. You have permission to fail and why self-promotion is so important from celebrityceo.com. Again, that's celebrityceo.com. I'm Ramon Ray. This is the Rundown with Ramon on Black Enterprise. And thanks for watching. Let me know how you're hearing this on the Rundown with Ramon.